Hello and welcome to Podcast of a Linking Geek. I am your host, uh, the Dan, the Dan Face, the Sussy Dan, the Podcaster General, many, many names, the list goes on. I am joined by my friends and co-hosts. We have Mr. Chris. Say hi, Mr. Chris. Hello, everybody. Hello. And we have George, aka the Rules Lawyer. Hello. How are you gentlemen today? Are you well? Yeah, fine. No need to ninja you today. No need to ninja me. Yes, <laughs> that was funny. The last recording we did, I had the actual uh, site we used to record the podcast minimised, so I didn't actually see George invade whilst we were recording. <laughs> that, but now I, 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 you're in full sight, George. You can't surprise yeah. me. George, I hate to say it, someone's challenging you for the title of the name The Rules Lawyer. I've seen someone else on the internet. I think we need to uh, we need to correct them and advise them that there is only Walls Lawyer and that he is George. No, there are many rules lawyers. We we are a clan. <laughs> we have a firm together. No, We're all partners. No, in the rules no, lawyer like the There can only be one. Yeah, you are one, the George. rules lawyer. You have to chop off the head and you absorb all their rules knowledge. I'm our rules lawyer. I'm the in-house associate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should anyway, do a rules off. G- gentlemen, we digress. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, this on. is our podcast about board games. And the topic for today is what's the most obscure game you own? So it's a bit of a wild card, this topic, really. Looking through our collections, trying to find a particular game. We don't think anyone else, we don't know if anyone else has played it. Or it might just be like a really odd one that's just a bit unusual, uh, stand out from the usual deck builders or uh, war games and all the social deduction games. I hear some people like those, not me personally. Can we ever get through an episode of the podcast where we don't talk about social deduction games? <laughs> That'll be the next challenge, won't it? This is uh, technically season two of our podcast, isn't it? Maybe I shouldn't be allowed to mention social deduction games. What would you talk about instead, Dan? I don't know. I honestly don't. <laughs> well, we're talking about obscure games today, George. So how much money is in the, uh, in, the, in the swear pot now? We could almost buy another copy of Battlestar for the <laughs> I might as well start today. because oh, You're going to start, are you, George? Mostly because of all of you, I don't think I've probably got any particularly obscure games other than maybe a couple of my Kickstarters. So I'm going to try and go with the one which I think you might not have heard about, but considering I know another member of the channel also backs this Kickstarter and she probably didn't shut up about it, it's Darwin's Choice. I know of it. It's not. I wouldn't really class that as obscure with you. As I said, that's probably the most obscure I have in my collection. So, uh, I haven't heard of that one, George. So we could give it a point system here. If you have to mention a game the other people haven't heard of, you get half the points there for tricking me. A, a game but, you've not heard of or a board game version of something you never thought would exist. I mean, the one I'm going to mention, Chris has played, so I'll just see if he's actually forgotten playing it. First of all, just to focus on Dama's Choice, can you give us a brief description of that game, please, George? It's a creature building game you draft i'm going to call them components for your animals so you have to evolve your animals to have different things and you create you might have a body of a giraffe with prawn legs and a polar bear head and a scorpion tail and they have different combat strengths and environmental factors that mean that they survive better or not and you earn evolution points for either being the most deadly predator around or for just surviving each turn and the environments change between rounds it's hilarious building these really really wacky creatures and there's actually good good deal of strategy in it and it's just good fun just had a quick look at it it looks interesting you're just making all these kind of horrendous hybrids of different animals <laughs> uh, certainly on the first game we played with dino girl i created an absolute behemoth of a beastly evil predator thing that was just cold aquatic 
it had like whale body and polar bear head and <laughs> crazy stuff going on. And it, it created just, the ultimate predator. <laughs> it, it felt like it, yeah, because I was just getting the, the ultimate predator award every round and it was just dom- dominating. Strategically, I moved it to a different environment, not because I needed to, but just because I could. And then it wiped out about six different creatures because it needed all to eat them all for food. I think you'd like it, done. Probably would do. I have a couple of games to mention. I don't know if you wanted to go first, Chris. The first one I'm going to mention is by Jumbo Games, and it is called Murder in the Green Rock Village Hotel. Okay. In the game, you're a detective or the accomplice. Basically, not a lot happens in the, the area that is known as Backwater of Green Rock Village. And this hotel, it's famous for its parties, speed dating events, and scientific okay. seances. And it's becoming infamous for its murders. And basically, it's a murder mystery solving game. Have you heard of it? I have not heard of it. So you you get a point on me there. How about you, George? No. Hey, full points, Chris. There you go. There you go. Just did a quick Google of it. Yeah, so it's a murder mystery game. 15 different murder cases. So it's a case of, do you have a list of suspects and you have to try and figure out, is it a team game or is it all against all? (laughs) Well, you could be the detective or the accomplice. Ah. It's for ages 12 and up, two to four players, and it can take about 60 minutes plus to play it. We've tried to play it once or twice, and Mm -hmm. it just seemed to go a little bit over our heads with regards to the setup. Uh, we're not sure whether we, we we bought this second hand from a car boot, believe it or not. Oh, wow. And okay. I, th- I think it's because it's an older game. The instructions aren't that clear. But it's not being played. Is It's like you. When you're buying a second hand board game from a car boot, you think, oh, wow, okay. But it's surprisingly an impeccable condition. But there's 15 murder mysteries. Good value for a game when you think of it yeah. like that. Definitely from a car boot, pretty good. Actually, it's so, 2009, so it's a middle-aged game, Yeah, if you call it that. <laughs> yeah, but I've not heard of Jumbo Games yet either. Did you want to do one, or do you want me to do my second one? No, we'll alternate. We'll keep it fresh. Okay. <laughs> uh, you've actually played this one, Chris. Let's just see if you remember it. The one I've got that I think is fairly obscure, because I don't know anyone else with a copy, not that I'm trying to be hipster or anything, is a game called Tomorrow. Do you remember Tomorrow? I'm struggling to remember today. <laughs> It was a long time ago before marriages and kids, Chris, when we played this. Tomorrow is kind of, it's a dark humour board game, uh, kind of about trying to stop the end of the world by, unfortunately, getting rid of the entire human race. (laughs) So you have to definitely be in the right frame of mind to play this game. Yes, I remember it. Yep, that's right. You all play as various superpowers around the world and you have like a big map of the world. Basically, the world is reaching critical overpopulation limits. You have to work together to try and kill off 90% 90% of the human race, but it's only semi-cooperative because basically you want to be the best country left standing at the end. So there's a bit of a negotiation aspect about like, I will throw away, I don't know, 10% of my population if you kill off such and such. You could play quite horrible, nasty bioweapons on each other just to eliminate the population. Like, it's a very dark game, like I said, though uh, it is kind of tongue-in-cheek dark. It's one I've only played once, but it's it's quite fun. And I think it's, it's kind of more of a social experiment in a way, because there are ways that people can just tank the game for everyone if they feel like they're losing. If you annoy the president of America, for example, they have a ton of nukes. They could fire off all their nukes, which would obviously kill quite a lot of the population, but also damage the earth as well the point of the game is to try and make the earth livable for the future generations you've got to basically suck up to america and russia if we're getting a bit if we're getting a bit too close to facts here otherwise they can just start lobbing nukes around and blowing up the whole planet anyways it was an interesting game it's kind of more of a 
social experiment, really. She's got to kind of try and negotiate about who loses what, but then you'd want to be on top of the, the pack at the end of the game. And if you don't lose enough population by a certain point, it's game over. The the earth is in on in inhabitable. Quite a grim one, but quite a weird one. I haven't actually heard of anyone actually else playing this. I got this online. I don't think it was, went to retail, actually. I think it was only Kickstarter only. I mean, I can't find an online version of it on Tabletop Simulator. So I think it's physical copy only. And I think it's 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 a bit unusual. I remember playing it. It was a good game. But yeah, it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek with its dark humour. Pretty much, yeah. Before we go back to either of your other ones, shall we uh, interject with one of the suggestions from our Discord community? Go for it, Mr. G. Uh, so the lovely Liss has uh, suggested, and I apologise to any European or Nordic countries for the absolute butchering of this name, uh, but Vulspa, which is a uh, tile-scoring game based around Nordic mythology. It sounds awesome, and it looks awesome. I'm just gutted I've never seen it before. It does actually look quite interesting. I'm looking at the box art at the moment as well. Yeah, the and, art uh, looks cool. The art does look cool. But yeah, I'm not going to try and attempt to pronounce that either without offending <laughs> anyone. So. Hello, everyone. Quick editor's note. Just in case you didn't get it from George's stunning Norwegian accent, the game they're talking about is Woluspa, and all the games that they've been talking about, I'll make sure there are links in the description of the podcast, wherever you're getting it. Check the description, and we'll have links to articles about all of the games that they're chatting about. Anyway, back to the show. Good old tile-based games. I know you guys like them as well. Is there a really style of a board game that we really, really hate that we wouldn't play? I, I can't think of one. George twitches a bit when you mention roll and move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I felt the twitch from here. <laughs> Pete's mentioned a couple as well. Zeus on the loose and push it. Push it. <laughs> Stop, Chris. You will get copyright claimed. Again, two games I've never heard of before. Catch Bye. Zeus if you can. That is, the Greek god is bolting. It's up to you. Nab this dashing deity. Play cards strategically, adding numbers as you climb Mount Olympus. Grab Zeus. So you actually have to f- grab him. He's a little small figure. Uh, when the total reaches a multiple of 10. Better yet, summon the strength of various gods like Apollo, Poseidon, all that kind of thing. Okay. Reach the top uh, with Zeus in hand, and you're a mortal amongst the gods to play as human to win divine. That's the blurb from the back of the box there. Sounds interesting. Might be worth a Google. What was the other one? Push it. I don't think he actually explained what push it is. We'll have to find out sometime. We'll have to find out. <laughs> but thank you for your comments, everyone. My second nomination is by Britannia Games, and it's the I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here board game based on the hit TV show. I think that's a bit of a stretch of TV show and hit. I'm just quoting the line off the top of the box. <laughs> is that is an actual I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here board game. Yep. So, had you heard of it? Well, I've heard of the show, but I, I, I had no idea they'd make a board game of that. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm sorry, I failed to acknowledge the show in the first place, so of course I don't know about the board game. He, he denies the show's existence. <laughs> I'm just going to re- read the first paragraph, okay? just because it made me chuckle. G'day, mates, and welcome to the jungle. Time for your final briefing before we leave the comfort of the hotel for the, for the heat of the jungle. Not to mention the leeches, the spiders, and the snakes, of course, the bush tucker trials. I'm like, there's going to be a bush tucker trial in this game? I'm not playing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how far do you have to go? Do you have to lock yourself in a cage with various spiders and stuff? I mean, how... <laughs> So again, it's one on the shelf of shame. We've just not got round to playing it. But again, it was another car boot purchase. Some of the most interesting ones you grab from car boots, I think. Just some obscure ones you've never heard of before. We'll have to have an obscure board game night, won't we? Just crack out these 
these weird and wonderful games we've collected. I mean, look, you know, we obviously got this from a car boot, but the people who sold it to us at a car boot clearly didn't play it either because all the elements inside are in pristine condition, still sealed. So I, I really wonder what the Bush Tucker Trials are. Is it just kind of like a dare game? So you have Bush Tucker Trial cards, nominations, first aid cards, baked bean cards, reward tables, jungle maps, and hazards. Basically, the Bush Tucker Trials, you may take part in the Bush Tucker Trial if you want to, but you must have been the nomination card. If you haven't been nominated, you can't do anything on this space. It's actually quite a big, lengthy section of the rule book. But if you call it a rule book, it's a one sheet and lots of text crammed onto a double-sided thing. But yeah, obscures. The fact that they're in my collection, on my calyx, kind of makes me feel dirty. <laughs> yeah. I feel dirty. like every game, every game deserves to be played, at least once. Yes. It, yes. Even if it's 24, the DVD board game, it, it needs to be played once. <laughs> I have one more and a honourable mention. Yep. The honourable mention goes is a game called Yiz. Yiz. Literally Y-S. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll post a link to it, maybe. But it was a, a fairly cool, pretty weird little game where you have to move your agents around it reminded me a bit of Istanbul where you, you go around you send your little merchants out and they've all got different values they've all got numbers underneath them but they're like face down so if you want to activate a certain area you put your little meeple face down there he's like they're like little towers if i remember rightly if someone else wanted to use that area they could put their guy there as well and then you flip them up and the person with the highest number wins but you've only got so many really high numbers so you've got to try and strategically place who you think's going to try and fight you for certain areas to get the resources, to get the gems. It's all about collecting gems, basically. Yeah, okay. It's a weird one. I've only played it once. I actually quite the look of this. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it around to Obscure Game Night. Yeah. <laughs> the other one is, I think I've played this with you, Chris, as well. I'm sorry if you missed the boat on this one, George. Is Ladies and Gentlemen. Oh, no, I've definitely played Ladies and Gentlemen. Yes, played Ladies and Gentlemen? Yes. Uh, I get zero points for this one, then. Too many New Year's Eve game nights for that one. That is absolutely hilarious. It yeah, is yeah, funny. Yeah, it's, funny. It's, it's a kind of a couple's game. Obviously, you don't need to be in your actual couple. I seem to re- recall being Pete's lovely lady. Yes. <laughs> I, I yes, you were. It's set in a Victorian times, and you're encouraged to be as snooty as possible, because you're all meant to be playing like the 1% kind of richy, wealthy nobles. One player plays as the wife, who's just totally obsessed with having the nicest dress for the ball. It's not just a dress. The dress is just one That's... of the key components. Oh, yeah. You've got to accessorise as well. You should know that it's about the whole ensemble and how it all <laughs> matches together and making sure it's... that your style is on point. And of course, you've got to have the appropriate staff in order to maintain such a lavish lifestyle. George is still in character from his last game. No, 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 that's just George. (laughs) (laughs) Just to summarise, so one player plays as the wife and the other player plays as the long-suffering husband. The husband has to basically, they've got their own different, it's basically two different games. It's quite clever. The two Mm, different games you play simultaneously. The husbands have to try and grab tokens in real time to try and get certain symbols to match contracts for what they need at work. Yeah, there's like coal, cotton, gold. And if they grab certain resources before the other husbands do, they can trade them for money. The more you get, the more money you get, that kind of thing. There's equally the the point where you have to try and get 
the number order for where you want to be in or your wives to be in the shopping order so you can take the different approaches as the men and just be the oh actually i'm going to deliberately make sure i've got loads of money but at the risk of being last and she can't get to any of the things in the right time or going hard for right i will find the first token and i get whatever money i get and it's sort of a memory bluffing game that all the tokens are face down and you can Mm -hmm. look at them all and until you actually claim the right ones Oh, you make me want to play it again, George. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it was it quite a, fun is a game. very good game. And I, it just outside of our circle, I, I don't, I can't recall anyone else really talking about this. So, who actually wins the games though are the wives because they need their husbands to actually get lots of money so they can buy the best dress and accessories, George, for the ball. But the most fabulously dressed wife is the winner of the game at the end of the day. Well, the reason I, I like this game is there's just loads of little fun, little gameplay things chucked in there. Like the more advanced game, you can play like cards, which deduct points from the other ladies, but you have to say them with an appropriately catty comment. Like, oh, did your servant make that dress for you? You have to say something like that. Or I wouldn't be brave enough to wear such an outfit like that. That kind of backhanded compliment. So the way it also deals with odd number of players is quite interesting as well. Yes, that is good. Yeah, I do like that. If there is an odd number of players, one player uh, plays as a courtesan. Is that correct? Um, a lady of the night? Wh- whichever you, phrase you wish to use, yes. And their job is to basically try and poach nice uh, dresses and money off the various husbands. No, I would say, I think whilst we've all played l- ladies and gentlemen, I think it's definitely one of the more obscure games. Yes. I, I, I'd never heard of it outside of our group. Looking at my collection, I believe they're the most weird games I have, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's me too. I would like to thank my regular co-hosts for their input. That was a good discussion. Thank you, guys. Yep. As always, great chatting with you, full of lovely lads. Do make sure you go to our website, doalg.co.uk or diaryofalinkingeek.com if you like typing long things where you can catch up on everything Diary of a Lincoln Geek. Uh, we're on all the socials and you can find all of them from there. Until next time, remember to get your geek up. Everyone, keep gaming. Keep gaming, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.